Welcome to Inside the Chinese Mind, the podcast for learning how to work cross-culturally with China business and with Chinese people, and about China business development. Your hosts, Dr. Helen Jung from Cambridge, United Kingdom, and Darren Fuchs from Thomson Gear Lawyers in Australia. And also yesterday, uh, or the day before, we had a great interview with Miao Wang from CNVM Investments. She is amazing. She's she a, is. a wonderful lady, and uh, I feel that she's <laughs> the real examples of how you can make it work. Yeah, she's a she's a CBA. She's not an ABC, you know, <laughs> an American or Australian-born Chinese. I she's like a that. CBA. She's a Chinese-born Australian. So she's been in yeah. Australia for uh, 20 years, and it's amazing how in business she is able to reach across both the Western and Eastern cultures at the same time and make them work. And she's a real bridge builder. I mean, her latest business is developing a $100 million feedlot and abattoir in North Queensland. And with that development, that will open up the market for cattle production in North Queensland. Now, at the moment in the area up north, uh, many of the cattle have to be grown as weaners and then sent south to be fed up. Mm. But for her to have an abattoir, and to go through an abattoir, for her to have the abattoir up where mm. uh, those cattle are produced, mm. so they can go from weaner to adult, and then through the abattoir, and then east uh, on uh, roads to a port, which is very close, and then straight to China. So she's developing CNVM uh, uh, abattoir, mm. uh, known as the Hewitt and Processing Facility uh, in North Queensland, to create a direct feed of that cattle, that red protein, mm. directly to China. Yeah. It's amazing, and yeah. and Darren, I know that Miao said you've been helping her from you know the legal. I'm I'm sure it's more than just the legal aspect. And too. she's been helping me too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So and also I hear um, from the brief discussions we had, the area is really the uh, local, where the local local Australian agricultural. Absolutely. It's, yeah. It's, so. Yeah. It's big boots, RM Williams jeans. There you go. Uh, the same light, light powder blue shirt yeah. and big hats. And yeah. uh, when Meow goes up there, that's exactly what she wears. And yeah. she rides horses, etc. It's through her ability mm. to build the bridge mm. between the Western culture model mm. and the Eastern culture model that right. is giving her the success that she's getting there. Because of the success she's doing, she's uh, also uh, uh, advises the Chinese Department of Agriculture on overseas investments uh, in the agribusiness area. Next, we have uh, our interview with uh, Miao. So just to start off, I might introduce Miao, who is, uh, Miao Wang is with CNVM Investments, uh, a Chinese company which is developing a processing facility and uh, feedlot for, uh, for cattle production uh, or meat production uh, in central Queensland and has somehow successfully uh, crossed the bridge or held the bridge together between the Australian culture and the Chinese culture to get the project well developing so well. So Mia, welcome to our podcast and uh, welcome to uh, uh, meeting Dr. Zhang as well. I'm very glad I can meet Dr. Zhang as well. Uh, Thank you for inviting. Likewise, Mia, it's an honour. <laughs> and I wanted to, to Mia, you, I've, we've worked together for three, three years, I think. Yes. And I've seen you handle many, many difficult situations and resolve them between China and Australia so well. So I'm just wondering if you have any advice for us. How do you 
um, work to build a bridge between the Chinese investors and Chinese buyers and the Australian interests? How have you been successful in that or what examples do you have for that? Well, I think the most example <coughs> is <coughs> between uh, Darren and I working together. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had an experience uh, in before I worked with Darren. So uh, Chinese company doesn't like to pay a uh, consultant fee uh, by um, ongoing uh, base. Mm-hmm. So um, after I met uh, with Darren, uh, we uh, redesigned the whole charging uh, facilities. And mm-hmm. uh, so instead of doing the ongoing base, we set up a project, a fixed rate. So, yeah. so uh, it, the, the project charge were based on uh, a stages. So which yeah. will be fit for both uh, culture and make everyone comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think Chinese culture and it's more... Uh, Chinese company doesn't like to pay too much uh, consultant fee or professional fee, yeah. uh, especially they they want to know how much in exact they want to put uh, an exact amount in the budget, but not an ongoing amount which is unpredictable. So uh, I think we work very well with Darren and uh, to get that fixed. So that's a very good example. Mm. And uh, and I also find that with Miao that. Uh, uh, as soon as we agree a fixed price, it is paid before I issue the bill. So she's wow. very good in in making sure that people who work with her are happy working with her, right. which is a great compliment. Yeah. <laughs> and Meow, have you you found that with various other consultants, etc., and other relationships that you've been able to find that certainty that Chinese need in, for example, dealing with the council? Uh, to do, uh, you mean the local council, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So I uh, just try to, um, firstly, we try to invite uh, the mayor to uh, to go over to China to understand the business and to understand what we're doing and, and keep communication as much as possible. And also we, we uh, will give lots of uh, uh, information to the council and to tell them what we need to be able to get a project to uh, be able to move on. And yeah, and uh, because we're doing agriculture business, so um, I think the most important thing for uh, a foreign investor is to understand the industry you are going to invest. That's uh, that's a key thing. If you don't really understand the uh, the key points to be successed, I guess it's hard for you to move any further stages. So, for example, agriculture in in uh, agriculture industrial in China and in Australia are totally different. And when you're talking about water licensing in China, people probably would never understand what's that mean, and mm-hmm. um, because that's that's never been issued. And mm-hmm. but in Australia, it's a cool it's a crucial uh, thing yeah. for for agriculture business to be success. So it took me a long time to uh, be able to. Uh, educate the Chinese uh, part to understand this bit, but um, firstly, it also took me a long time to understand uh, the understand what's water and uh, the different uh, water resources in local area too. So, and I always telling people if you really want to do uh, want to do one industry or want to want to jump into an industry that you never you never work on in the past, you have to learn by yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Sure. So you've done a lot of, of taking the mayor and other people to China to help them understand how Chinese business operates. Yeah, and I also took uh, Chinese people came over. My my uh, people from China came over to yeah. do uh, a hands-on visit in uh, Huingdon. So I don't give them a pretty good trip. I guess I'm pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, they have to be, uh, they have to stay with me and on the car and drive like uh, six hours a day on the road and to to go to different farms to see the local people just yeah to understand what they're doing in real. So mm. that's that's my uh, uh, my way to show people. Uh, it, for example, uh, when. Council, uh, when mayor asked me um, how to treat the guests from China and mm. how to treat the, the government people from China, I told them just show them uh, everything naturally. Just show them uh, your daily works, and that's the best way. Don't mm. try to pretending uh, or treat them differently uh, mm. by your own people. I think they need to. Yeah. So whoever uh, want to invest in that area need to understand the people over there. Need to understand yes. the, the real life over there. Yes, yes. That's very wise, wise advice, yeah. Mm -hmm. And how do you uh, handle, say, issues of Mianzi, um, where you might have your investors come across to Australia and the Australian people may do things that are not, that they would not understand, would might affect face, things like that. Has it been an issue at all for you? Uh, in fact, face, not really, to be honest. Really? I think language is a big barrier. <laughs> so um, yeah. I, I guess uh, the, the, uh, the overseas investor, the Chinese investor, need to find a good uh, interpreter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The interpreter they, they, they can trust. Otherwise, yeah. they, will, they will never get the information they want. Yes. And yeah. that, yeah, that's my opinion to anyone who want to come over to overseas to do investment. And, and from from Western way, I don't see um, anything is too uh, too too much of a or too difficult to communicate with because I I stay here over almost 20 years and yes. I, I'm in a Western country over 20 years now. So yeah. I, I found out uh, most most of the time you just need to tell what you want. So yeah. Chinese people sometimes they don't like to say they don't like to say no. Mm. 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 Yeah. But in Western way, if you don't want it or if you don't think that's okay, just say no and don't always say yes and consider about it. That's 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 a big culture uh, uh, problem in between. Yeah. Yeah. And I when I uh, when I well I found out that when I talked to uh, business people in when I when I brought uh, business people from China if they first time came to a Western country and they try to do a business with uh, Western people they really like to say yes to everyone. Mm. 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 And yeah. and they really think they there will be a, a opportunity in the future, which mm -hmm. I try to tell them no, don't always say yes if you can't fulfill your promise or fulfill mm -hmm. your commitment, mm -hmm. and you it's always okay to say no at the beginning and say yes later. This mm -hmm. is the best thing. 
That's West right. Way. Yes, yeah, yeah. which is quite a big difference, I yeah. think, isn't it? Where for the Chinese, is, is, um, this is face, Darren, you mentioned, mm. where if they say no, they feel they're not giving the others face or respect. That's right might make them feel rejected mm. or refused, so they mm. wanted to do it. But it's much better you do it the other way around, mm. as Miao mm. was saying, you say no first. Mm. And then there, if there's real possibilities, then you communicate that mm. later. Mm. Yeah, no, mm. that's mm. yeah. great advice. Yeah. yeah. Any so, yeah, now Miao, if there's any advice you want to give, you know, to the listeners of this podcast on working, you know, be the bridge to bring, I know you've already given the advice on if you want to really get to um, invest or work in an industry in a different culture, you really need to get to know that industry and also do the homework and communicate, 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 right, with the, with the parties and make sure the message is really communicated effectively for both sides. Mm -hmm. Of them understand, yeah. Yeah, and I found out there are um, a lot of private companies. They don't uh, like to talk to government people, uh, mm -hmm. which I don't. Uh, I don't think that's right. Mm -hmm. So especially uh, Australian um, people, of course, depends on which industry you are in, and if it's in a very sens sensitive industry, you definitely need to talk to uh, government people to get a better understanding uh, the government relationship between uh, both countries. Mm -hmm. And for example, um, a chick, uh, um, as a meat works, mm -hmm. yes. uh, it's, if, you, if you want to send your meat to overseas, to China especially, you have to uh, get a pre-approval uh, for your uh, manufacturing. And, yes. and if the country, two, two countries not uh, friendly with each other, you probably won't we will wait for a really long time to get that get it done and of course there are a different way you can uh, trigger it and but and the main thing is you have to understand the relationship between two countries and don't try to don't 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 believe a, a personal uh, power can change that that's that's very very uh i know there are lots of people come over will say okay we can do whatever but uh in realities no you can't do too much if yeah if, if the basic scenario is there you can't change the rule but if yeah but if they are something already uh built up the bridge already there you can make something on top do yeah. some decoration yeah. hmm. So in, in other words, you can, um, but you first need to understand that political support, the infrastructure, is it supporting what you're doing? And at the same time, um, are you contributing back yes. half of, of that structure? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And also you need to be very careful who you're dealing with. And China is big. And there are too many uh too, too many privileges and too many companies. Mm -hmm. And even though you, you probably have a chance to deal with uh, government owned or state owned companies, and they are still different layers. So you have to get a better understanding of what's going on over there too. And who, yeah, and who you are dealing with. And it's mm -hmm. very important. Not everyone can make decision. That's my another opinion. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So get to uh, work or know the real decision maker. 
and then work with them. Yeah. Yeah. And I also understand the personality of who you deal with. They really want to do something or they have another thoughts. Right. Right. So they might have other agenda. They might have other things that behind the scenes. So you could end up working, investing a lot of time and effort, but then it won't go anywhere because their motive motivation is different from yours. That's right. I had a bad experience in the past too. So I try to work with Oh, because uh, if you open the door to re- uh, in front of the Chinese people, I'm more like uh, Western people. Mm. So because I'm Australian and holding Australian passport, and yeah. I've been here that many years, and my company registers here, um, mm. my uh, subsidiary company registers here. Yeah. So when mm. we treat, we treat as Australian company. So mm. I I had a, a my own experience with mm. Chinese company too. So uh, if you know. Uh, in the past, I, when I lack with experience dealing with them and uh, dealing with them, and I simply just trust whatever they say, uh, in, in the end, you probably won't get the result you want. Mm. And you, at the same time, you rule the uh, you rule the whole relationship uh, in your supplying uh, side too, because yeah. yeah. So yeah. so I suggest uh, whoever you deal with in China, you have to. Uh, Firstly, judge them and yourself to see if they can do the things they want or not. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's very important. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And Mia, you you mm. recently um, were asked to speak to the uh, I'll call it the agricultural department in China on how to invest successfully uh, in agriculture in Australia. Um, what would can you mention any main points you suggested to them as to how you find uh, how you you would suggest they find success in Australia? Uh, yeah, I told them firstly if they never been to Australia, uh, the, mo- the the first thing is they need to get a uh, agriculture department in China to in uh, to uh, send them to Australian embassies. Yes. Chinese embassies Very to good. talk to yes. yeah to talk to the right people to give them yes. a suggestion, and they will be able to at least filter out uh, some business for them instead of they are uh, uh, simply just come over to find their uh right. friends mm-hmm. yeah yes. some people you probably never know what they're doing in Australia yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. and that's that's very important and secondly they um. Then they, I suggest them not to uh, promise too much. If they yes. can't commit, do not promise anything they can't commit. Mm. Excellent. And then, and third, they need to be in Australia uh, longer. Of course, this is a little bit hard for the uh, government-owned company people because they uh, have a restriction at the moment to be in Australia. But when you deal with the private company people, and I always suggest them to be here as long as possible to understand the environmental, uh, the the investment environment. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, That's very good advice. And do you have any advice for Australian people who are looking to find a Chinese partner, how can they choose a good Chinese partner? How to choose a good Chinese partner? That's a little bit tricky. <laughs> but I, <laughs> uh, I think uh, if I'm picking a Chinese partner, I won't pick the one who says they can do everything. Mm-hmm. And I won't pick the one who says they are rich 
rich mm -hmm. enough and to do uh, whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And I won't pick the one who drive expensive electric car. I would like to pick someone who hand on works. So that's my suggestion. So mm -hmm. whoever uh, put too much um, effort on buying cars or uh, clothes, yeah. most likely they don't do much. <laughs> <laughs> that's good advice, Miao. Very good advice. So yeah, don't judge people just by yeah. their look. Yeah, yeah, by by the by the cover. Investigate the their ability to yeah, operate. Yeah, and really find the people who can actually think along the same lines as as you think, and uh, be honest and communicate effectively mm. to build that mutual relationship mm. and mm. have a mutual mm. understanding. Mm. That's brilliant. Yeah, mm. no, that's wonderful, Mia. Thank you very much. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's all from me. I, that's good. Yeah, I think. No doubt, I'd, I'd love to invite Miao um, back later for our future podcast. <laughs> you to. have so much to offer, and yes. I'm sure there's a lot you can share. You know, through your own journey in these last 20 years here, you you must have gone through a lot of you know working with the Australian business um, uh, community, but also bridging that and go back to China and tell the Chinese, and then work on projects mm. here identify them and make them also viable for the Chinese because that's there's a lot of things that you have to make them right to make it really happen mm. so yeah congratulations again Miao that's mm. this is really a big achievement so <laughs> I'd like to add yeah. a couple of things to I think why sure. Miao is so successful uh, so I'm, I'm firstly I'd like to say Miao has the abilities uh, which uh, are very capable in making that cross-cultural business work um, the second is that Miao chooses her good friends here very wisely. And I think um, it's not easy to become a good friend of Miao, but uh, she tests you very much and make sure, make sure you, uh, you uh, are in fact someone that she can relate with. Uh, and uh, I think she also has a very good friend in uh, Louisa Rust from Austrade, who when I see Louisa, she's very devoted to Miao and Will make sure that Miao gets the best outcomes because Miao treats Louisa very well and is a very close friend. So I think the second thing is that that uh, Miao is very good at making good friends in Australia, and uh, is very well liked by the people she works with, and uh, and always makes sure that what she says she's going to do she actually does, uh, which uh, builds a great relationship. And the third thing I I would say about Miao is that somehow she is able to balance both cultures and keep both sides happy all the time. Mm. And that is an extremely hard process. But I think there is a there is a, a saying which we have, which is the harder I work, the luckier I get. And I think uh, Miao is very lucky because she works very hard at making the relationship between the two countries work very well. So that is why I love working with Miao and uh, and looking forward to going to her signing ceremony uh, up in uh, in Hewenden in a couple of weeks' time for signing uh, documents with the council for development of their project. So thank you very much for working with me, Mia. I very much enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you all. Yeah. As you know, uh, Miao knows we have a Chinese saying, "Yingxiong so jian lue tong." Yes. <laughs> the Chinese saying there means heroes think alike. There you go. So you both think alike. Excellent. Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> we are heroes. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Mia, for your time. Greatly Thanks appreciate so much. it. Yeah. Thank you. Good. Thanks again, Mia. Take care. I'll see you tomorrow then. See, see you tomorrow. tomorrow. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. bye.
So just from the hour's talk, yeah. um, Helen, what were her points, do you think, were the ones that were the good lessons for you and me? Oh, sure. Uh, my takeaway was um, always make sure you give face yes. to the Chinese. So yeah. 面子, even though she said it's not important, but she made sure both of us, our face were Continually, looked up yes. <laughs> all the way through. Yes, so, yes, yeah, yes. It was so, lovely to say yeah. it wasn't important, but in fact, she was very skilled. Yeah. at uh, giving face to each of us, yeah. which was and, lovely. And the other wonderful point I thought was very clever of her to bridge mm. the differences is that how does how did she overcome because the Chinese don't want to be, they're not sure how much is going yes. on. Yes. In fact, it's a big step already for me to think they're willing to pay yes. fees now. Yes. So because she, it's not common in China to do so. No, no, because they say, there's a Chinese saying that um, uh, three... In other words, three labors can become the most clever person, mm. Uh, mm. advisor. So yes. they, in other words, they don't value advice that much. No. Yeah. Yes. So now it's a big step for them to pay professional fees. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. But, so how she's overcome that is to fix a fee. Yes. Um, so the Chinese know how much they're going to spend. Yes. And then she stick to that. <clears throat> yes. And that gives the Chinese a Absolutely. level of certainty. And my experience is that I have to work out a fixed fee for service and agree on that. I also have to agree when it's to be paid, right. whether it's to be paid all up front, mm -hmm. whether it's to be paid into trust and then taken out on process, right. whether it's to be paid 20%, 50%, whatever, at different stages to have it paid as right. well. And my experience is if you want to charge $1 more mm -hmm. or $1 less, less. The world falls in. Collapse. It yeah. collapses. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, it's, they get a budget for ten dollars, yes. and you want to charge them nine fifty. Yeah. They will get questions from their superior. Right. What was the game that was being played here? Sure. What's happened? What corruption right. can I find in this right. situation? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you want to charge fifty percent more, yeah. you lose face for yourself right. and for them. Right. Right. In that. You agreed something, and mm. you breached trust with them. That's very interesting because I think for. Darren, for me, the Western world operates in a different model, isn't it? Yes. Because if you work less, you mm. will charge less. In mm. fact, the client will appreciate mm. you not doing that. But yes. then if you worked over time, then they will agree because mm. the hours and everything can be clearly seen. Yes. They will say, yeah, sure, you work that much extra, we'll pay for that. Sure. Uh, I, I found that... If I have a fixed fee, it doesn't mm. matter how much work I do or don't do. If I still get the outcome for that fixed fee, they're happy. That's, that's fine. <laughs> yes. It's more outcome-based. Yeah. It is, yeah, yeah very yeah. much so. Yeah. And, Great. and what were the points she had for Chinese people as a matter of interest? Um, it's Again, I often say this when I'm yeah. with my Chinese clients are uh, training Chinese managers and executives on how to work mm. more efficiently with the mm. Western counterparties mm. is that it's okay to say no. Yeah. Because sometime I still remember um, I had a French banking organization executive. Mm. Uh, we had a long chat and he said, so Helen, tell me, what is it that the Chinese would never say no? So mm. I went on to mm. about this 15, 20 minutes explanation, you know, what we, we went through. We go back to the model. Mianzi. Yeah, the model, the mianzi, high mm. context, low context, yin yang. Right, the balance of things. And how it all works. Right or wrong, yes. And he listened and listened, and then he's, he went quiet for about yeah. three minutes. Yeah. And then he said, well, it makes sense, Helen, but you know what? 
I still prefer that they just tell me no. Yes, <laughs> because he still wants to operate on the Western model. And he said it's fine, you know. But then you save me time. Yes, I don't have to pursue something yes, that is going to be a waste of time. Yes, yeah. And I can just move on yeah. instead of being dangled this carrot. Mm. So there is a point um, in, but but then again for. For us in mm. China,、mm. because of the yin yang thinking, yes, things are always changing. Yes, if I said no now, maybe in the future it could be a yes. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, so her,、uh, one of、uh, Miao's lessons for Chinese was try to say no. I think she also indicated only promise what you can deliver and deliver it. Make sure, yeah,、right. absolutely. So make your words match your actions. Yeah, it's a good lesson. Yes,、yeah. but, yes,、uh, but. Very difficult for some Chinese people. Yes, and it's partly our culture.、Uh, we mentioned this example earlier, Darren.、Mm. You know how we say "my humble home." Yes. No matter how big palatial it is,、mm. where you say another person's house is your grand residence. Yes. yes. And you always put down your、mm. your your own or your family,、mm. but you make sure the others are elevated.、Mm. And in fact, you, there are examples that I had when I had, I'm hiring people. Yes. They for the job interview, I would say, so what you're good at,、mm. and the Chinese would say, I'm not good at anything. Hmm. Hmm. True. They're at the job mm. interview. Mm. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. And here's、mm. Helen and Jeff、mm. Baker staying、mm. at my humble unit、uh, in the city, which is a poky little place. In the inner city, as you tend to realize, and every time I see them, they say how wonderful and grand it is.、Isn't、it is,、true? but it is indeed. There you go, evidence. <laughs> no, this is not not a lie, guys. This is true. <laughs> It's a unit in the city. That's great. And also, I think she、um, uh, Miao talked about how personal relationships may be able to overcome impossible positions in China. Absolutely.、Right? For example,、mm. I haven't paid for the trains to take the coal. Uh, from my mind to the port, right?、Mm. But the trains will still turn up, absolutely,、right? because of the relationship. Please、sure. bring the trains. We'll fix it up later. Yeah, and we know you will pay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're in Australia. If uh, if uh, you don't pay for the trains as、no. required under the contract, yeah, the chances of the trains arriving is、yeah. virtually zero, if not zero. Absolutely.、Yeah. I have another example. This is from an English,、uh, a Chinese scholar、hmm. who went to England、yeah. uh, for a year for a visiting、yes. uh, yeah. scholarship position,、yeah. and he took time and became really friendly、hmm. with the supervising、hmm. head of that department.、Mm-hmm. So they became very good friends, and then he then、uh, start asking personal favors,、mm-hmm. and the head, of course, said, "Well." I'm sorry, but the、yeah. answer is no. Yeah, and he was terribly shocked. He、yeah. said, "How how could he refuse me? We're、mm. such good friends." Yeah, yep. Again, a、and、similar. Yet, yeah, it's the difference.、Mm. I really liked how、uh, how Miao、mm. suggested that any Chinese that were looking at investing in a Western culture、mm. get the equivalent government department in China、mm. to contact the Western country's embassy. Right. Uh, so she's in agriculture. So、mm. she suggests having the Department of Agriculture in China contact the Australian Embassy, official through the official through the official channels, channels、yeah. to help filter out those you don't want to work with, and,、right. and and to filter in those that you can build trust with and work with.、Sure. I think it was a great advice from from Miao. 
Indeed, I think. I mean, again, in China, there's a saying: "Heroes think alike." Yep. So finding not only building trust、yes. uh, through bridging the cultures,、yeah. but also it's critical to find the people that、yes. are like-minded. Yes, and、uh, we'll leave it.、Uh, I think you would have already heard、uh, what、uh, Miao said about how to find the right people in China. I'll just leave that one for you to,、uh, r- uh, to ruminate on what、uh, Miao said there. If that's okay with you, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So no, and, it's it's really a wonderful and informative and and、um, really encouraging conversation yes, we、yeah. had with me out from someone who's very capable and very successful. Absolutely. And、uh, she also said, take the time to find good business partners. Don't rush in to buy assets in a different culture, but build the relationships first. Whether you're buying in China or you're buying into a Western culture, take the time to fully understand the industry you're going into. Fully understand the people you should be dealing with, and fully understand your business partners. That's very sage advice from <laughs> from our good friend Miao. Absolutely. Well, podcasts. I think that's enough for today as well. So I think we'll wrap up the podcast at that. Thank you very much, Darren. Thank you, podcasts. Thank see you. you next time. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, podcasts. Zaijian. See you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. For passengers holding air China boarding pass for connecting flight, please clear immigration clearance. Thank you for one flight with air China.